Whether you have a general interest in health and wellness, or you are already a medical professional, we're here to provide you with tools and resources to make informed decisions about your health. This is House Call, part of Hackensack Meridian Health's podcast. Here, our expert providers will share with you wellness tips, information, and general health advice. Thank you for listening. This is Brianna with HealthU, and I'm here today with Dr. Nitin Patel, a family medicine physician at Hackensack Meridian Health Medical Group. Welcome, Dr. Patel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most popular health and diet trends, one which involves partially abstaining from eating for a set amount of time. That's right, intermittent fasting. Honestly, it seems like I can't scroll through my Facebook newsfeed without passing some kind of article relating to the topic. So Dr. Patel, let's kind of dive into it. So what exactly is intermittent fasting? I mean, how would you define it for the average person? So intermittent fasting is just limiting the time that you're eating. And normally we're all fasting some part of the day because we're not eating when we're sleeping. Uh, Intermittent fasting is just extending that amount of time that you're not eating so that your body can kind of go into a ketogenic state, uh, your hormone levels change, and that you burn your own stores of fat rather than using the fat that you're intaking. Why do you think it's so popular recently? I think it's very popular because there's different ways to approach intermittent fasting. Okay. Some people fast every single day. Some people fast just a few days out of the week. And you can tailor this diet to your lifestyle. Sounds fair enough. Now, you mentioned the different variations. So when I, I was doing my research, I noticed four in particular. So there's the 24-hour fast, the 5-2, a restrictive fast, and the alternate day fast. So let's kind of dive into that. What's the 5-2 fast? So the 5-2 fast, sometimes it's known as an up and down fast, where on the down days you're, you're fasting and mm-hmm. the up days you're eating normally. Okay. The 5-2 fast, uh, so seven days out of the week, there's two days that you're fasting. And the definition of fasting is less than 500 calories. Okay. Some people will not eat anything uh, on those fasting days, but most people will generally have a small meal once during the day. And then the five part of that 5-2 fast is where you're eating normally. Okay. And that's, you know, the amount of calories that you would normally eat in in a day. Um, For some people, that's 2,000. For some people, that's less or more. Okay. Now, the 24-hour, I'm assuming, is pretty self-explanatory for an entire day. You're just fasting, and then the other six days a week, you're eating normally within your diet restriction? So some people do a 24-hour fast once a week. Some people will do it every single day where they're um, just eating one meal a day. Wow. And That's willpower. (laughs) That's Yeah, that's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, One of the the variations that uh, my patients and I find uh, much easier to do is a timed fast or uh, the clock fast. Okay. Where you're fasting every single day uh, for a certain period of time. Okay. Is there a specific um, hour window you should be doing it? Eight hours you can eat and the rest of the day you can't? Or is it kind of up to the individual? Uh, People say that the golden time to fast is 16 hours okay where you're limiting the time that you're eating uh, limiting your meals to an eight hour window okay and that could differ for some people they may uh, eat lunch at 12 o'clock 
and then eat dinner around seven o'clock and that would be their eight hour window some people may delay that depending on on work or, or their life where they're starting that eight hour window at 2 p.m and then eating their last meal before 10 p.m and completely eliminating breakfast yes now Again, so we always hear breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So how does that kind of go against what we've been told ever since we were ye big? Well, you can eat breakfast if you want. You could always start your your intake around 8 a.m. and then have your last meal of the day eight hours later. Okay. Uh, but just hormonally, we're less hungry in the morning I can definitely agree with that. Uh, and so some people skip breakfast and they don't have an issue with that. Okay. And there's no problem health-wise with not eating breakfast. So it doesn't really kickstart your metabolism for the day. Is that a fallacy? Most people do not have to have three meals a day. Uh, you can skip breakfast and be perfectly all right. Now, what is the science behind fasting? I know you kind of mentioned it in the beginning, but how, how exactly does this work and what are the benefits of it? Have you ever felt sleepy or tired after lunch? Absolutely. I call it the itis. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is uh, your insulin levels spike up after a meal. Okay. And the uh, spike in insulin will affect other hormones um, it can increase your cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone. Okay. And uh, you, most people have less energy after a meal. Um, when you're fasting, you're, you're burning your own fat stores. Mm -hmm. And so you're getting energy from your own body. And so it, it, it's kickstarting weight loss by using, by avoiding taking in calories and just using up your own uh, calories using up your own fat stores and so it's a great way to have energy and lose weight at the same time now can it also help with inflammation heart health i know you mentioned insulin so insulin resistance those are some things again that i uh, noticed while scrolling through one of the articles that popped up on my facebook feed <laughs> uh like i mentioned when you're taking in when you're uh when you're eating your insulin levels shoot up before there was this there was this idea that we should be eating kind of throughout the day mm -hmm. we should be snacking all the time and that's good for metabolism if you're eating small meals throughout the day and you know studies really don't bear that out okay uh, because when you, whenever you eat something your insulin levels shoot up and if your insulin levels are always high your body becomes resistant to insulin and so you need more and more insulin to get sugar out of the the blood and for insulin to to do its job and that increases your risk for diabetes and, mm -hmm. and heart disease and and increases weight gain so speaking of insulin and diabetics if you are a diabetic uh, would you recommend not uh, attempting a fasting lifestyle or are there any other people who you would say you know you should definitely avoid this it's not good for you for some diabetics who are at risk for low blood sugar I would recommend that they consult with their doctor. Um, hopefully they have an endocrinologist that's managing their diabetes and discuss with them if this is, if this is an option for them. Okay. But for most other people and 
um, people with diabetes that aren't on insulin, uh, that are maybe taking one or two medications by mouth, um, who aren't at risk of low blood sugar, I believe that this is safe. Can pregnant women fast? So when you're pregnant, you need to, you know, the saying is you're, you're feeding, you're eating for two. Mm-hmm. It's not recommended that pregnant women or children or diabetics that require insulin fast. And children, what age range are we specifically talking about? Up to 18, 21? Less than 18 years old. Okay, got it. When you are fasting, um, you can absolutely drink liquids. Is that correct? As long as they're zero calorie? Yes. So black coffee, tea without any sugar, um, water. And you, the day. you can work out. Yes, you can exercise. Has anybody come to you saying, you know, I got lightheaded because I don't think I ate enough or... So that can happen where your blood sugar may drop because you're not eating, um, but your body adjusts and your body breaks down its fat stores to give you energy, to give you fuel, and to bring your blood sugar up. Mm -hmm. And so you may want to exercise after your meal for that day, or if you're on a 5-2 plan, you may want to skip your exercise for those two days that you're fasting, especially if you're not eating Makes sense. You yourself have tried this, right? And what did you think? Did you think it was hard the first few days? Did you see any health benefits? So definitely the first week was very difficult. And what method were you doing? I was doing the uh, clock method where I limited myself to just six hours of eating in a day. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to stay as busy as possible, but I was really hungry all the time. I can imagine. (laughs) And I I realized that I, I just started out uh, too aggressively, I would say. Okay. Um, what I would recommend if somebody's trying, if somebody's thinking about trying intermittent fasting with this uh, daily fast uh, of the the clock method, where you're just limiting your your food to to eight hours a day, I'd say start out maybe just fasting for twelve hours. Okay. So, um, if you're eating dinner at eight p.m., if you can make it to eight a.m. for a week then that's great. And then just try to increase that, the amount of time that you're fasting every single day. And squeezing that time day. in a little bit more. Yeah. Now, how long did you fast for, if you don't mind me asking? I tried it for three months. Wow. And I lost about 15 pounds. Wow. So weight loss was kind of the main goal that inspired you to want to try this? Yes. I just wanted to try it out and I wanted to get control of my hunger. So one thing that I noticed was I would always snack in the middle of the night. I was always hungry. I'm a person who definitely is guilty of doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wanted to really get control of my hunger. And I I thought that this was the way to do it. And I really am um, in better control of my appetite and cravings. That's awesome. I'm not fasting now, but uh, I am eating a lot healthier and uh, avoiding those late night snacks. Is it something you think you might reconsider in the future or was it kind of a one and done, I did it, but now I I can suppress my appetite a bit better? Uh, I would consider it if I'm trying to lose a little bit more weight, mm-hmm. but really the most important thing is uh, eating healthy and that's you know eating plenty of fr- fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. making sure that you have a good amount of fiber, um, staying well hydrated. And so... 
I want to fo- I, I want to recommend that people focus on that first mm-hmm. before going into intermittent fasting, and that's what I'm working on right now. Absolutely. And now, during those periods where you can eat, obviously, some people might think, "Oh, well, I can eat 1,200 calories worth of pizza." So you would recommend against that, right? Yes. So just because um, you're not fasting doesn't mean that you can uh, splurge mm-hmm. um, and eat you know, 4,000 calories in a day. Yeah. Uh, the, the times that, um, the times that you're not fasting. And so it's important to, to stay within that calorie limit. Um, you know, obviously everything in moderation, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you're celebrating something, you know, you, you don't have to, to stick to that calorie restriction, but, um, you should try to eat healthy the times that you're not fasting. Now, is this a sustainable lifestyle, you think, or is this something you can only do short-term? I think this is much more sustainable than, uh, let's say, um, a a ketogenic diet where you're... you're, um, Completely eliminating carbs. You're you're low-carb or or avoiding all carbs because you're you're just changing the times that you're eating. And um, fasting is, is really in our part of our culture mm-hmm. um if you look at it historically um you know fasting is part of religions i am a, a hindu and and we have fasting as part of our traditions and so uh this is something that somebody can do the rest of their life mm-hmm. or just for a short period if they want to try to lose weight the way you approach it is if you're if you're trying to lose weight you may want to you want you may want to be a little bit more aggressive in 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 your fast. You may okay. want to fast for longer, or instead of doing the the five two method, you may want to do four days of, of regular eating and then three days of fasting in a week. And then, hmm. uh, if you feel like you've reached your weight loss goal, you may want to try to fast in more of a maintenance method where you're on that five two diet, or you're just fasting for you know, 10 hours. Okay. I mean, you're just eating for 10 hours in a day and, and fasting for the, for 12, for 14 hours. With a lifestyle change of this nature, is this something that um, you would recommend a patient talk to their primary care doctor about, or is this something they could kind of do on their own, but maybe keep them in the loop at a future checkup? Before starting any kind of diet, I would always touch base with your physician. Um, if you follow with a nutritionist, mm-hmm. um, you can always consult them just so your doctor could make sure that you don't have any medical comorbidities that could interfere with, with the diet. It definitely makes sense. Now, are there any other comments or anything that you would like to mention about intermittent fasting to anybody who may be listening to this? I think that intermittent fasting, it, it's a great way to approach weight loss because it's very individualized. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different ways to fast. We talked about the five, two method or the clock method, and you could really tailor fasting to your lifestyle. And so I think it's something that people can incorporate in their lives very easily. I definitely love the customization aspect to it. And you, like you said, you could tailor it to yourself and your lifestyle. So that's awesome. Right. So I just wanted to say thank you, Dr. Patel, for joining me today. And thank you so much for having of me. Of course. And I hope everybody who's listening uh, gained a little bit more knowledge on, on intermittent fasting. I hope so too. Thank you. The material provided through this Health You podcast is intended to be used as general information only and should not replace the advice of your physician. 
always consult your physician for individual care.